Hey rockers, I'm Becca Jones Star, rock and roll enthusiast. And this is Rockcast, the rock and roll podcast. An online old school radio show dedicated to real music. Good evening and welcome to the Dark Lords of Rockcast, a podcast all about hard rock and heavy metal. This epic lineup includes Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin, Ozzy Osbourne, Dio, Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper, Danzig and the Misfits, Rob Halford and Judas Priest. I want to talk about Jimmy Page's alleged connection with the Church of Satan, why rock and roll is called devil's music, and touch on the history of backmasking in music. Why is it that so many rock and roll stars seem to be attracted to Satan? I think they're, they're instinctively attracted to that and uh, they've reached the pinnacle of what they can achieve and maybe there's, there's still something in their mind that makes them think that they can make some pact with the devil and have even more.
Dark Lord Ronnie James Dio singing Don't Talk to Strangers. This track was suggested by Jesse on the BiteTheDust.com Facebook fan page. I actually have not heard this Dio song until today, so thanks Jesse for suggesting that song. And if anybody out there has some song suggestions for a future rock cast, just go to the BiteTheDust.com Facebook fan page and leave me a comment or shoot me an email and I would love to include your song in the rock cast. It's inevitable at some point when you're discussing rock and roll that people will bring up the whole rock and roll is the devil's music thing. And I've been hearing that obviously since I was a kid. I had a relatively religious upbringing. And even that concept is echoed in society that rock and roll is deviant or evil. And really that myth began with Robert Johnson, the blues singer, The urban legend is that Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil for his musical abilities, and that's where it all started. Rock and roll has always been about expression. It's always been kind of deviant. It's always been kind of sexual. And in a lot of cases, religious establishments find this whole concept to be very threatening. Not only were young people, and namely rock stars, experimenting with things like sex and drugs, but they were also experimenting with different ways of thinking and different ways of seeing the world. One of the ways that young people and rock stars were seeing the world in a new way was through new religious and spiritual outlets. Artists like David Bowie, Jimmy Page, and Mick Jagger were all dabbling in black magic and what they would call the dark arts. May I please present the next dark lord on our list? Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin.
can hear it calling me the way it used to do.
That's when it's calling me back cloud of mystique that shadowed the band grew with the news of Jimmy Page's interest in Aleister Crowley, an early 20th century Englishman aligned with black magic and demonology. Page's fascination with Crowley led many to believe he was into black magic himself. I think he was absolutely fascinated with the man and the knowledge of the will. I don't think, I mean, you know, he owned a lot of manuscripts and he, he bought the Inverness Castle. That was also Crowley's. And I think with it, he had purchased a lot of manuscripts. And at one point, he had a bookstore in England, an occult bookstore. And he was really more fascinated by the knowledge of it. It was a sincere fascination, and I think he took a lot out of it. And I think it came through in his music, a lot of that amazing depth and, you know, mystery and all that came out in his music. He was very interested in those types of things, otherworldly things. You know, all that selling the soul of the devil, so that's just bullshit. None of that took place. <laughs> Mr. Crowley, what went on in your head?
Dark Lord of Rockcast, Ozzy Osbourne, singing Mr. Crowley. That Jimmy Page clip ushered in the next topic I'd like to talk about, which is backmasking. Backmasking is the myth and concept of playing a song backwards and hearing a subliminal message. A lot of people in religious communities believe that all rock and roll has backmasking and that backmasking is all bad messages that are subliminally being told to young people. Led Zeppelin songs are allegedly filled with backmasking, and if you've ever heard of the Paul is Dead hoax, there's tons of songs within that that have backmasking in them according to the myth and legend. So what if there is some subliminal suggestion going on here? As we've already seen, you don't need backmasking to pollute someone's mind and heart. The regular frontwards music is more than enough to take care of that. In the 80s, Judas Priest came under fire for their song because it apparently had subliminal messages in it that convinced a young fan to kill themselves. Now I just want to say that I don't believe that music convinces me to do anything. I'm definitely aware of my actions and rock and roll doesn't make me do anything like that. In fact, I have a hunch that the very idea of subliminal messages in rock and roll music is a scare tactic of uh, maybe the religious right to be more specific because I don't want to make a sweeping statement of churches or Christianity, but I definitely think it's something that the religious right crusades against amongst many other things. The next Dark Lord of Rock cast is Judas Priest's Rob Halford. This song is called Rock Forever and it's dedicated to Dylan.
you reap what you sow and you have to clean up after yourself i'm sick of people always trying to blame movies bands songs for whatever teen suicides drug overdoses everything else if someone's stupid enough to kill themselves because of the song then that's exactly what they deserve they weren't contributing to any to society it's one less effing idiot in the world there's too many people if more people killed themselves over music it wouldn't disappoint me it would disappoint me in that it's sad that people are that stupid perspective you know generally good is what you like and evil is what you don't like and everybody's gonna have a different opinion i'm sure to some people i'm evil but to me i just try and do what makes me happy i don't try and do something to uh harm someone else but when you're trying to create something that's greater than everything around you some people are going to be afraid and some people are going to suffer but that's the price for greatness Dark Lord Glenn Danzig of the Misfits singing Some Kind of Hate. The segment before that was Phil Donahue quoting Marilyn Manson. Speaking of Marilyn Manson, he is the next artist to appear on the Dark Lords of Rockcast here today. Some of you may not agree with my decision to put Marilyn Manson on the list, but the truth is I think he's a good candidate because he embodies a lot of the people that we discussed here today, and he embodies a lot of rock and roll stars in general. First of all, I want to say how sorry I am for the parents. And second of all, um, to the young people, I think it's probably a wonderful way to feel involved and to be part of something. And dancing is a wonderful way to get out your frustration. The only problem I have is, is the hurting. I'm sure that there's a much better way to get out your energy.
I looked around in those days and I, and I saw the Who and the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and they were like, wow, they're the best in the world. But what I didn't see, I saw a lot of heroes. I didn't see any villains. There was no villain. I saw a lot of Peter Pans and no Captain Hook. And I said, well, why don't I be Captain Hook? And I created Alice to be that. I yeah. created really him to be the rock and roll's Frankenstein, Dracula, all rolled up into one. What happens is you, in those days, my big brothers and my big sisters were like Jim, Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison and Janis Joplin. And here's the people that were under their wing and they're dying left and right, you know, all at 27 years old. Mm -hmm. So I think my generation had to sit back and look at that and say, okay, what do we learn from that? Do we really want to die for this? Right. You know, and honestly, I thought, why not separate the two characters? You have Alice, this character that loves to be on stage, loves to be this arrogant villain. And then there's me, who's nothing like him. I mean, I don't, I'm nothing like him at all.
Last but not least, Dark Lord Alice Cooper wrapping up the show with Billion Dollar Babies. Be sure to check out the next Rockcast, which is called the Rockcast Halloween Show, and it's coming out October 27th on Thursday. If you like what you've been hearing, head on over to my website, BiteTheDust.com, or look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Saving Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll.